Welcome to Center Ice, the Hockey Alberta podcast, home to all things hockey in our great province. Now, here's your host, Ted Emmett. Hello and welcome to another special episode of the Center Ice podcast. I'm your host, Ted Emmett, and since episode 15 was all about the WHL Cup and Team Alberta U16 male, this expedited 16th episode is all about Team Alberta U18 female as the inaugural Western Regional Women's U18 Championship is set to kick off on Tuesday, November 2nd in Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. So we usually only roll out a new episode every three weeks, But of course, in this case, we wanted to get this one out right about the same time the tournament starts. And a little bit different year for Team Alberta's U18 female squad, as normally they'd be playing in the National Women's U18 Championship against all the other provinces across the country. But as you probably know by now, Hockey Canada had to make that difficult decision to cancel all its fall programming, which included the U18 Nationals. But luckily, the four Western branches, Alberta, BC, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, came together in a hurry to come up with a solution to ensure the U18 teams could still compete this year. And I won't say too much more about that because we are going to hear all about it from Hockey Alberta's manager of female hockey, Kendall Newell, who's also the director of operations for Team Alberta U18 female. Also joining us on the show is former Team Alberta captain Danielle Serdachny, who suited up twice for Team Alberta, including the 2019 Canada Winter Games, where she helped lead the team to gold. So before I give any more away, let's get to our first guest. Uh, another great in-person interview, but I have to say it's it's still pretty difficult interviewing in a mask. I mean, it's not the worst. It is what it is, but it's going to sound a little muffled. So there's your disclaimer ahead of time. But anyways, here we go. All right, well, back in the Hockey Alberta office here with Kendall Newell, Hockey Alberta's manager of female hockey. And Kendall, I know you got a, a pretty busy week coming up, so we really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us here. Yeah, it's a really exciting week for our U18 female program and uh, happy to be here today, Ted. So let's start off right on that note. This is just a recurring theme every time we talk about how challenging the last year and a half has been. And really, to be blunt, it's been really challenging on the female hockey side from all aspects of it. Uh, You know, lots of cancelled events. But this year now, it was looking like it was going to be a a second straight year without anywhere for the U18 team to play for Team Alberta. But luckily now, I'll let you talk a bit about the event that uh, Hockey Canada unfortunately had to make the difficult decision to once again cancel its fall programming but I know yourself uh, here at Hockey Alberta and three other western branches kind of banded together to still create something and in a hurry. Yeah, well, it's been a, a roller coaster of a couple of weeks for our program. That's for sure. Like you mentioned, Hockey Canada had the uh, announcement about their fall event cancellation. And, you know, it's a pretty, pretty crazy thing to go from having your top 36 athletes out on the ice here uh, on the weekend and then finding out that announcement and that news on Monday. So, but right away, we knew as Western branches that we still wanted to host some sort of an event for our kids. We felt it was really important, especially you talk about how challenging the last 18 months have been. So really wanted to make sure we were still providing those opportunities for the athletes and giving them a place to play. And, and it might not have been a national event, but I uh, was able and fortunate enough and uh, to find a place to go. And kudos to Hockey Manitoba and their staff and the work that they've put on behind the scenes for us to be able to go to, to Portage La Prairie here on Sunday. And pretty excited to, to load up the bus on Sunday and do some Halloween and some costumes on the bus and get the girls uh, out to Manitoba to play a pretty fun competition against uh, the other Western branches in BC, Sask and Manitoba. So we're pretty excited. And so we have this episode coming out on the Monday. 
Friday, November 1st, which means you'll be just arriving in Portage La Prairie then. And then the event runs throughout the week and Team Alberta is going to, it's really now similar to the WHL Cup in that you're going to face off against BC, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. So obviously not, not the national event like it normally is, but I think it's pretty cool now you've got kind of that Western rivalry going. For sure. And actually it mirrors exactly the WHL Cup that was just hosted here in Red Deer. Uh, we face off right away against Saskatchewan first game on the second. Uh, then we play Manitoba, the host province on the third, BC on the fourth, and then we roll right into the semifinals and the finals on the Friday and the Saturday. Saturday. So uh, we're pretty excited. The Western branch is always, uh, we're, we get along really well and we have a lot of fun. I think just geography, first and foremost, similar registration, similar challenges. And so we're pretty excited to get the group of us together and, you know, be able to have some bragging rights for, for a year heading into the Canada Games. <laughs> So as you alluded to, you know, I, I guess now you can call it a funny story that you just wrapped up fall camp and the next day was when Hockey Canada made that announcement. So obviously disappointing, but for for the four Western branches, obviously instead of just rolling over, everyone hopped into action and was able to, to come up with this event. And really important to note that because it's just the four Western branches, just again, like the WHL Cup, very easy to, to be COVID safe and you can control a lot more than if you had basically teams from every single province come into one spot. Spot. Yeah, it was. Uh, I would say that week after fall camp was there was a roller coaster of of things that occurred. Uh, first and foremost, you know, there's lots of excitement here. We've got all of our athletes. We had our coaches in. We're getting excited about picking a team, and so you're you're starting to think logistics and travel and how are we going to name this team and who's going to be on the team. And then you obviously have that bomb dropped on you that now the event that you were planning for is canceled. Uh, so our first concern when we heard heard that this was coming down the pipe was just that we wanted to make sure we got to our athletes and our coaches and let them know that. Hey, we don't know what the future holds for our program right now, but we're we're going to work towards something, and that's where you know with a couple quick text messages. I mentioned how tight the West is. Uh, a couple quick text messages to my counterparts in other provinces. Hey, if this is true, would you be interested in still doing something? Hey, would you still be interested in doing something? Uh, so. While we were all focused on making sure our athletes and our coaches knew exactly we were going to still try and do something for our athletes, uh, we didn't know what yet. And then obviously we sprung into action. And like I said, Hockey Manitoba stepped up to the plate. And so huge kudos to them and their staff for the work they've put through in the last three to four weeks for us. Uh, and then our next concern after getting the event and the ice and the hotels and all that was just making sure, as you mentioned, that we are going to be COVID conscious and the protocols are in place and that we're able to do this safely. Uh, because that was obviously a massive concern for Hockey Canada. You mentioned that it's easier for us. Yes, 100% travel-wise, there's way less logistics than getting teams up to Dawson Creek and less touch points when you think of airports and things like that. So uh, I think we're we're pretty fortunate that we're still able to hold an event uh, and that uh, a lot of the safety protocols are in place and we're good to roll. And now let's focus on the, the Team Alberta U18 female program a little bit because in all its similarities to the male side, it is also different in a lot of ways and is unique because it's it's U18. So players actually have up to three different years that they could play for the team. So even, you know, if younger players don't make it, they get to go through that experience of camp uh, and then could make it again the next year, the year after that. So just talk a little bit about the program, I guess, and, and the development path for that. And I I guess it really starts with, the, with U16 as well because... Because Team Alberta does have that U16 female program. 
Yeah, our female program is uh, is actually phenomenal in the sense that we get to spend a lot of time with these athletes. So you mentioned our U16 program. That's kind of our entry point. It's an open tryout process for uh, the athletes. And then that's also a starting point for coaches when we look at the coach development pathway through our programs as well. So the girls at U15, U16, they get two opportunities to make a challenger in Alberta Winter Games or whatever that U16 opportunity is. Uh, and then they graduate up into our U18 program. And then that's where you talk about having potentially two to three years to make our U18 squad. So if they, if it's a younger player that doesn't make it, she gets that experience and is able to return to us uh, later on. So it's really exciting. And especially for myself, it's fun because you get to see these athletes come into our program as first year U15 athletes and then grow up through our programs over three to four years. And you really get to start to develop those relationships and get to know how the kids think and act and work. And it's a lot, it's really fun to see how these kids progress through their careers. And just to build on that too, a really important program because it it does help build these young athletes towards really wherever they want to go. They want to play at a higher level after high school, of course, you know, build them up for post-secondary and give them that taste of short-term competition. And also a lot of Team Alberta athletes have gone on to play for Hockey Canada, whether it's the U18 program or even the national team. Yeah. And it's it, it like you mentioned, it's really a starting point for both of those opportunities, right? The post-secondary and the Hockey Canada one, it gets them the short-term competition experience, but it's an opportunity for post-secondary schools and Hockey Canada to see best on best, right? So now they get the opportunity to compete against their peers at an age group and really show what they have to do and what what they're all about and their, their athletic abilities. And now you're five plus years now with Hockey Alberta. Uh, this is your fourth Team Alberta event. I'm just, I'm just guessing. Maybe I'm putting you on the spot too. It's more than your first. We'll put it, we'll put it that way. You've been with the program for a while now. I think I can answer for you that at least winning a gold medal at the 2019 Canada Winter Games is obviously up there on the list of, you know, your best memories. But what else, like, what's the experience been like being a part of this program now for a number of years? And really, how have you seen it grow? Uh, it's, it's tough to top a, a gold medal at the Canada games, especially here in Red Deer and on Alberta soil, right? Like that's, I think that's going to be always tough to, to replace no matter how well we do at Westerns or how well we do in the 2023 Canada games. Highlights for me are always just working with staff, getting to know other people, getting to know the athletes, seeing the kids come through our program at a U15 level, they develop up, join our team at the U18s and then move on to post-secondary and still keep in touch with them and see how they're their lives and their careers progress. So I think those are always really special to me. Uh, so it's tough to put just one thing on the on the map as that's the most memorable experience for me. But it's definitely like as a player, sometimes you forget the wins and losses and it's always about the, the journey and the memories you make with the people you're doing it. And that's definitely what I can say about every event that I go to. Well, and speaking of being a player, because we are going to give you a little <laughs> pat on the back here because you were probably still are, but you played at a very high level. You're a goaltender at St. Cloud State. Yep. Okay, good. We don't have to go back and edit that. I'm pretty sure. I know you coached at Maine. I always get the two kind of confused, but you know, being going from being a player and playing at that high level and now working with Hockey Alberta and managing Team Alberta, how has the game changed since then, since you were a player till now? And also really like what has stayed, like what have you brought from being a player knowing that you want to give that same experience to the players in the Team Alberta program? So that took me an hour to ask that question. <laughs> Hopefully you can remember it all. Yeah. 
Um, what have I seen change since I've played the game? Um, I want to say there's a couple of things. Skill, first and foremost, uh, the athletes are very, very skilled now these days coming up through the system. And I think that's just a testament to the opportunities that the girls have in the game uh, through different programs, through skill development opportunities. Um, and they're so much more prepared. The resources that are available to athletes and going through our program, uh, having people being able to give back like myself to the game and share our stories and growing up through it. I think those are huge components that, you know, I didn't have when I was growing up through the system. And I mean, I, I grew up in a non-traditional hockey environment, so that also might have been a, a factor for me. But uh, I think that that's one of the biggest things from what I see from when I played to now is that just kids have so more, so many more resources and so many more opportunities than, than I had back. I'm not even going to admit how long ago, two or three years <laughs> yeah, ago. Two or we'll three call years. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what I want to give back, uh, what, what I, in my role now, um, just under the understanding, right? I've played the game. I understand what it takes to compete at that level and also what it means to create a safe environment for athletes and to build that level of trust and comfort that they're here and they're going to, if there's something wrong, they need to tell you about it, that they have, they feel safe to do so. And also to put, you know, be able to put everything they've got on the line every single day and ask that from them. And that takes an incredible amount of trust to be able to build that in our programs and, and be able to push kids beyond their limits in, in a safe and comfortable way, obviously. So. And switching gears a bit now, because while Team Alberta is a big part of your role as a manager of female hockey, basically as soon as you came into Hockey Alberta too, you're overseeing the growth of female hockey in general in Alberta is, is really a major part of your job. And you were a part of, came in right when there was a big overhaul of female hockey and the creation of the Alberta Female Hockey League, which is already right off the hop was a, a huge success. So what what was that like being a part of that process and being part of a, a big change? And again, where have you seen club and grassroots hockey already grow, even in your five plus years at Hockey Alberta now? First and foremost, there's been incredible growth at the grassroots level and it's at the younger age groups and there's more girls getting into hockey at a younger age group. There's more girls playing female hockey at a younger age group. And that's the really exciting part for us right now is that we have that growth and now we need to know how to retain and sustain it up through the system. So that's the exciting part when we talk about the AFHL and what I do with the elite levels is making sure that we're creating those opportunities for girls to play, how we're keeping them in the system. And I know, you know, from the grassroots level, you've been able to, to make a lot of connections and go out. You know, I think we can, we've had countless hours on the road together during provincials, you know, lots of, lots of different, I guess, games of name that tune, but really at the grassroots level as well, you've really had the opportunity to get out and about around the province, meet a lot of people within a lot of different organizations, just really get a good look uh, at grassroots hockey and, and how important it is to really that first step when you talk about building people towards that elite level and team Alberta level. Yeah. And that's, there's a lot of hard work that happens in the ground with the association level uh, and a lot of great volunteers doing a lot of awesome things within the community, just in terms of coming up with new and unique ways for, to introduce the game to girls and make it fun for girls. And it's really exciting to watch the work that they do. And you talk about building relationships and it's, it's honestly sharing best practices. And that's something we've really been working on the last couple of years is, 
getting our, our minor associations together to share some of those. Like if, you know, Calgary is doing something really well in their goaltending development, how could Edmonton or other associations really latch onto that and do the same thing? Um, so that's really what we've been focusing on and just making sure and through the female hockey day piece of it too, just creating legacies in, in our communities and finding ways to make this game special for females as well and not just falling into the traditional mainstream model. Well, Kendall, we won't keep you any longer because I know you've got a pack for Manitoba. We really are only a couple days out from this event. So really appreciate you taking the time. I know your trip there might not be as fun without your favorite road trip, buddy, but I'm going to be back here. I'm going to be watching every game, which they will be on hockey TV Correct. as well. And you can follow along at our Team Alberta on Twitter to follow it on social media. So it kicks off November 2nd. I'll make sure you cheer on Team Alberta U18 female. And Kendall, again, just thank you so much for coming in and doing this and and good luck in Manitoba. Awesome. It's uh, Thanks for having me, Ted. And it's going to be a lot of fun this week with the girls. And uh, I hope everyone's cheering them on from afar here in Alberta if you're not able to make it to Manitoba with us. But uh, I definitely uh, got to get downstairs and start packing again. And thank you again to Kendall Newell for taking the time to sit down and discuss the Western Regional Women's U18 Championship with us. Again, I can't really stress enough how busy her week was, so we really appreciate it a lot. And as mentioned, all games are on Hockey TV, so if you have an account or want to create an account, you can catch all the Team Alberta games there. You can also follow along on social media by following at Team AB Hockey on Twitter, uh, and Team Alberta plays at 12.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Tuesday and Thursday, and 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Wednesday. The semifinals will go on Friday with the bronze and gold medal games on Sunday, so you can check out HockeyAlberta.ca for the full schedule and all the updates you need throughout the tournament. Before we get to our next guest, as always, it's time to take a look at what else is going on around Alberta, so here's what you need to know. Not really too much to catch up on, but let's start off with a real feel-good story, as three Calgary Buffaloes trainers are in the national spotlight right now after a feature by Hockey Canada as they jumped into action earlier on in October to save a life at the rink. While they were wrapping up U21 baseline concussion testing at Cardell Rec South in Calgary, a 55-plus recreational league game was being played at an adjacent arena uh, where a player suffered a heart attack on the ice. That's when trainers Haley Patina, Cheyenne Dixon, and Blair Olson jumped into action and using the building's AED device saved the man's life. As mentioned, Hockey Canada put together a really nice feature on the trio. So head to HockeyAlberta.ca or HockeyCanada.ca to watch the full video because I obviously cannot do the story justice myself. And Hockey Alberta and Hockey Canada announced the 10 host communities for the World Junior Trophy Tour, which runs every weekend from November 6th until December 19th. Congratulations to Olds, Strathcona, Canmore, Lacombe, Nanton, Grand Cache, Whitecourt, Frog Lake, Edmonton, and Red Deer, who will all have a chance to host the trophy for a weekend in their communities. For more information on how to take part in the celebration closest to you, head to HockeyAlberta.ca. And just like I said, a pretty short one this time, so that is what you need to know.
With us now is a two-time Team Albertan who just so happened to captain Team Alberta to a gold medal at the 2019 Canada Winter Games in Red Deer and that same year won a gold medal with Canada's under-18 team at the Women's World Championships. She's now heading into her third season in the NCAA with Colgate, coming off a season where she was named the ECAC Hockey Player of the Year best forward, and a first-team all-leaguer. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm using it there. And on top of that, she was the first Colgate first-team All-American in its Division I era. So hailing from Edmonton, Danielle Serdachny, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I will say there's there's a whole heck of a lot more accolades than what I just listed. Um, so you know what? Go Google Danielle Serdachny. You'll see what I'm talking about. So a very impressive career you've built for yourself early on. And of course, our focus of this episode is on Team Alberta's U18 program with the team about to head into to tournament play here in Manitoba right away. Let's talk about your experience. I did mention that you suited up uh, for Team Alberta. I've not just suited up at one gold with Team Alberta at the Canada Games in 2019, but you also played in 2017 at the National Women's U18 Championship. So you got two different experiences there with two different tournaments and really two different results as well. So what was your overall experience like uh, both those years? Uh, yeah, obviously both the experiences were pretty different. One being Nationals and one being Canada Winter Games. I guess just my role within the team. Uh, my first year had a different role, I guess, on and off the ice than my second year at Canada Winter Games, but both were great experiences. I'd say uh, the Quebec one was more of a learning experience. I think we didn't place as high as we wanted to, but I think like the returners from that group that went eventually to Canada Winter Games like learned a lot, which really helped us like capture gold in the end in Red Deer there. And that really rolls into my next question is, is what, what are the specifics that you took from that tournament? It was, it was your first go around with team Alberta. And as you mentioned, not the result you wanted, uh, how did you use that going in to the Canada winter games? Not only just as a, a returning player, but as the captain of the team. Um, I guess just how small the margins are. Obviously it's a quick tournament. Everything happens fast. You're playing against the best players in Canada. Just like how, like important every single game and like every shift is. So I think we, we were a one goal away, I believe, if I remember correctly, from being in the semifinals and nationals. So just how small those margins are and how important every game is. So that was a big learning factor for me personally. And flashing back again to 2017, when you make Team Alberta for the first time, I know for a lot of players playing high-level hockey in Alberta, that's a, a huge, huge goal. So what did it mean for you that first time uh, to be able to put on that sweater and represent your province? Oh, it was huge for me. Obviously, that was my first major tournament I played. It's always an honor getting to represent your province. So that was, a, I think, a big stepping stone in my career and just like meant a lot to be able to represent your province at, on the national level. And I think it goes without saying, but what was the feeling then, you know, you go into the 2019 Canada Winter Games, uh, not only are you coming back as a, a returning player, but you get to wear the C on your sweater representing your province in Alberta on the national stage. Uh, how, how did that feel? And I, I have to assume the nerves were a little bit high going into that one as well. Oh yeah, obviously a lot of the nerves and stress, but uh, we had a really close team, which helped a lot. We were all like willing to support each other in different situations, but yeah, it was awesome just playing in front of like that sold out crowd in the finals. Like obviously 
nerves come with that but it was just like such a special moment and such a special team so it meant a lot especially getting to captain the team too and you stole the words right off of my my script here where i said that team really was something special uh i think it's safe to say uh, even going into the the quarterfinals and semifinals alberta maybe a little bit of an underdog and you had to run the table to make it to the gold medal game i think it was an overtime win in the semifinals and then you battled to a 2-1 win over a, a very good Quebec team so maybe take us through the the process throughout the tournament you know coming together as a team and overcoming that shaky start to get to the gold medal game and then win it all yeah obviously the first one was a tough game against BC um I think also like I touched on before like a good learning experience and seeing what it really takes to win and then I think we played Ontario or Nova Scotia so we won one of those in a shootout which was actually huge for us because we needed those points uh in order to get in the quarterfinals but yeah like you mentioned I think we were definitely the underdogs going into the quarterfinals but we didn't let that stop us from being the team we know we could be and just we just kept believing in ourselves and I think that was huge like I think we all wanted to win so badly which definitely obviously helped us in the end there. And with any short-term competition, you know, you, you have to come together quickly. You have to build those relationships. You have to learn a lot. So in playing for Team Alberta, how did that short-term competition really prepare you for moving on to, to play hockey at the next level, you know, going to Team Canada and, and playing post-secondary? But really, too, what did it teach you about uh, relationship building? Oh, yeah, uh, definitely huge. Like even in college, like it's just so important that like you have a tight team and you want to support and play for each other every day. Because when you do that and you have a bunch of like close friends on the team, that really helps you like moving forward and helps translate onto the ice. So I think that was huge. Just knowing how connected you have to be, which will like really help on the ice. And now we're actually, I'm going to rewind even further now, uh, going back to really the start of your whole Team Alberta process and aspirations, because you got the the full experience there. You played in the Alberta Winter Games twice and the Alberta Challenge once. So with that experience combined with your two appearances for Team Alberta's U18 team, uh, how did that all uh, really, again, prepare you for the next level? And what did that mean to, to get to play really, you know, you get to hit that goal provincially at, at every level as you're, you're growing and moving? moving on as a player it was honestly obviously a long process but I enjoyed like all of it like I just remember that first year I was really young making Alberta winter games and I honestly didn't even know there was like something like higher like a U18 so I think that was like huge just learning about the process how that was just the beginning of the process and just looking back at how that translated into Canada winter games is honestly really cool just how it starts at such a young age and uh, making it to the end there at Canada winter games and topping it off with the win was pretty amazing. And that was a really convoluted question from my end. So, so good job on answering that one. It's a great answer. And I think we should talk about your Team Canada experience because I'm sure most, if not all kids growing up playing hockey or really any sport, just dream about the chance to wear a maple leaf on their sweater. You had the opportunity to do that really right after winning gold at the Canada Winter Games. So safe to say a pretty good year for yourself. But, you know, knowing the work you've put in right from your grassroots hockey up to playing in the Canada Canada Winter Games and, and beyond. How amazing did it feel to to realize that dream and get to represent your country? Oh, it was honestly a dream come true, like uh, getting to travel to Japan and just see that part of the world. And then obviously playing against the best players in Canada was just a dream come true. I know a lot of young girls have aspirations to play at that level and one day the national team. So 
winning gold there was just uh, such an amazing opportunity and I'm so grateful for it. It like showed me a lot, like just seeing what it takes to make the next level and just getting like to that full experience was really cool. And when we go back to the relationships you build again in the Team Alberta program, you had a couple of teammates uh, that made the team as well. So how instrumental was that just to have a couple of other players that you already knew uh, and were really feeling the same thing you were? Because I have to imagine, again, nerves have to be pretty high when you're you're representing your country at a, a high-level event like that. Oh, it was great. Just being able to lean on each other and talk through things. I know heading into that final game, like obviously you have a lot of close friends on that team because you're with them like all the time um, in Japan, but like just being able to lean on them and like talk through things when you need them was really important because obviously you know them well. So that was really helpful for me personally. And we can, uh, I'll probably build on that question again in a second, but first, you know, from there you go on to play division one hockey for Colgate. Uh, was that another ultimate goal of yours as you, you kind of got older and, and moved further on in hockey, uh, hoping to suit up in the NCAA? Uh, yeah. So like, I, like I mentioned before, kind of like it was one of those things that I found out kind of like later, like, cause I played boys hockey growing up. So I never really like looked like, I guess too much into the girl side until I started playing it. But obviously, yeah, when I found out there was where you could play at a higher level, I wanted to accomplish it. So when I committed here, it was honestly one of the greatest days of my life. I'd say, obviously it's a scary thing. Like just an Alberta girl committing somewhere like in New York. Like, so it's a bit scary, but at the same time, it was super exciting for me and my family. So, and then when we go back to, you know, you getting to share the experience at team Canada with a couple teammates, there's a couple Albertans uh, that you call teammates. Now, Malia Schneider, who played for team Alberta, I think twice in the same year in 2015 at the Canada winter games. And then again at the U18 nationals later that year, but your 2017 teammate, Dara Gregg is there as well. So goes to show you how small the hockey world really can be and right. And how those relationships you build mm-hmm. earlier on can really come back and, and help you out in the future. Yeah, it's been great. Honestly, having both of them, obviously not many Albertans, I would say go to Colgate, but it's great having them to lean on and obviously look up to Malia has been our captain for three years now. So it's great to look up to her every day and kind of learn from her. And yeah. And obviously Dara, we played that uh, pursuit of excellence together for two years. So when she made the decision to come here, I was super excited because uh, she's been one of my best friends. So it's been great. And and you did mention already, you know, moving and living in New York, going to school there. I can imagine a, a pretty amazing experience on top of everything else you've, you've been able to experience and achieve through hockey and as we continue to you know inspire and encourage young female hockey players from all over our province uh, to really uh, pick up the game and, and give it a try how instrumental has hockey been in your life not only for you know what you've obviously been able to do and accomplish and see through the game but in the relationships you build and really how you've grown as a person off the ice Oh, it's been huge. Um, Hockey, you learn a lot of lessons through it all, through the good, through the bad. You just learn a lot. You pick up things on the way. You pick up great friends. But yeah, it's honestly very humbling to play the game you love and also in ways be able to give back and hopefully inspire those future generations. Because uh, looking back at being a kid, like I had those dreams too. And I hope they are able to have those dreams and accomplish them too. And just with the way the women's game is growing has been awesome. So hoping one day I'll get to achieve that too. And 
I think you'll remember from your team Alberta days, we're always big on Alberta built and, and being proud of our province. Uh, you know, living in New York, obviously it's a whole different experience there, but how often do you kind of reflect back on your Alberta roots? You know, do you still have a lot of great memories growing up playing hockey, grassroots hockey in Edmonton and really all over Alberta? Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely something I think about. My family is a big hockey family, so definitely discussions we have and uh, just talking about all the exciting times and that hockey has given us, so been good. And we won't keep you much longer. You've already given us plenty of time on your Sunday afternoon here, but I think now going back to Team Alberta, do you have any advice, uh, words of wisdom for this year's Team Alberta squad as they head into the Western Regional uh, U18 Championships here this week? Uh, yeah, for sure. I just want to wish you guys best of luck. Uh, obviously, a very humbling and exciting experience to get to represent your province. And obviously, it's not the tournament you thought you'd be playing of, playing in, but it's great that you guys still get the opportunity. Uh, my advice would just be to be present, be in the moment, support each other, work hard. Alberta, I don't know if they're the underdogs or not, but don't let that discourage you from the other provinces because it's something you guys can accomplish. And when you do, it's the best feeling. So good luck. That is a perfect note to end on. So again, we won't keep you any longer, but thank you for doing this again. As we mentioned, it's about almost 5 p.m. on your Sunday afternoon for you. So you took the time to speak with us and share your experiences from Team Alberta and beyond, which we really appreciate. So again, thank you and best of luck uh, this season to you and your team. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you again to Danielle Serdakny for taking the time out of her weekend for that interview. It's always really nice to be able to chat with a former member of Team Alberta, uh, hear all about their experiences, and get to see how far they've come in just a short time. And with that, episode 16 of the Center Ice podcast is in the books. One last thank you to our guests, Kendall Newell and Danielle Serdakny. And of course, a huge thank you to producer Steve for once again helping to turn around an episode, really, I think, in record time this time around. So thank you, Steve. Really appreciate it. And yeah, that's it. I'm Ted Emmett. Thank you again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Center Ice Podcast. For this episode and more, head to HockeyAlberta.ca. If there's a topic you'd like covered on an upcoming episode, email info at HockeyAlberta.ca.